Welcome to the Irish Titans podcast, the number one Tennessee Titans fan base from across the pond. Now, let's talk some football. Here are your hosts, Owen and Sean. Good day, Titans fans. You're very welcome back to the Irish Titans podcast, in which this is the second episode. I'm going to be doing the podcast alone today. My name's Owen. Sean has a lot of exams at the moment, so he didn't get to watch the game last night, thankfully. I'm sure he's pretty relieved that he didn't see that shit fest that was the Tennessee Titans versus the Arizona Cardinals last night. I, however, um, decided to stay up and watch it. It was the first Tennessee Titans game that I've been able to sit down and watch in full in a long, long time. And I regret every single bit of it. Now, I wanted to come on here today and discuss the game in general. Um, What we did, what we did wrong, um, what we could have done better. Um, I was tweeting all night on the account and obviously I had a lot of interaction with the fans. Fans, I mean uh, followers, um, the other Titans fans. Um, that follow us and we were discussing a lot of things that could have been done better now there's nothing more that I hate than what we call in Ireland here as armchair fans people who sit at home um, like myself and try and tell um, you know professional football teams how to win games what are they doing wrong what are they do what should they be doing better but I think enough's enough with this team Um it's gone beyond the joke how we utilize our quarterback how we utilize the whole off offense in general um i think it was rich eisen tweeted out last night that you know mike malarkey just cannot get the best out of marcus mariota no matter what happens and i and i I tend to agree at this point there's no more excuses going to be made um we started off the game last night uh trying I think it was two running plays, two terrible um, scripted running plays, um, and that got the game off to it. Just the first, the first twenty seconds of the game just put me in a bad mood. If I'm to be honest with you, um, there was no scores in the first quarter, which was fine. Um, I think there was things we could have done a lot better. Um, I'm not going to sit here and analyze the whole game now, because as I said in the first podcast, I'm certainly not a stats guy. I'm certainly not somebody that knows what they're talking about um to the extent of what the offensive coach should be doing however when you're giving your bulldozer running back um derrick henry some guy that can really with the right correct plays can make serious serious ground in the nfl and cause serious damage he gets a touchdown in the second quarter and i think you give him two carries more after that i mean for the whole game it's laughable it's one of the most bizarre strange things i've ever seen um i just don't get it um i think uh henry's uh total statistics for last night was eight carries for 20 yards and one touchdown um and that's strange I mean, very strange. I know we're always, you know, begging to throw the ball and not so much running plays and not run, run, pass and everything. But it was the correct time last night to utilize Derrick Henry after that touchdown because psychologically he had to be, 
you know, pumped, hyped, whatever you want to call it, after scoring it. And not to utilize him afterwards was one of the strangest things I've ever seen in, a, in an NFL game. Um, uh, DeMarco Murray also had uh, 11 carries for 34 yards. Again, very, very um, disappointing amount of carries. Um, I understand that the Cardinals have a good rush defense, um, but we should be using these guys more in, 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 in smart ways, not run, run, pass. Not, you know, you know, not things that the, the, the defences that play against us should be able to, you know, to be able to read um, very easily. We should be utilising them in a way that we're mixing it up, we're mixing it up with Marcus, we're mixing it up with DeMarco and Derrick Henry. But giving Derrick Henry eight, eight, um, attempted carries or sorry eight carries is just an absolute joke um marcus mariota completed 16 out of 31 attempts for 159 yards and i guess the big huge statistic that stands out last night is that marcus mariota threw two interceptions again um let's talk about that um the first interception that marcus threw in my opinion was definitely not his fault i think that was proven afterwards where um i saw on twitter that richard matthews had said in a in a locker room interview after the game that he ran the wrong route which is what it looked like to me also marcus threw the ball to the right of richard and he went left and it should have been a perfect pass realistically so i wouldn't put that on marcus mariola the second um uh, interception was was definitely on mariota um however I don't think we can blame this kid for the problems that are happening with the offense. As I said already, Malarkey and Robisky, they just can't they just don't know how to utilize him. He's he's playing for the wrong offensive unit. He, he you know, he would do serious damage on any other team and that's no doubt about it. It's really sad to see that his his head is down after every game. He's blaming himself. He's blaming himself for all the losses. Um Malarkey is using every excuse under the books in the books um to justify the way the Titans are playing. Um I thought Marcus played well to an extent with what he had on front of him. Eric Decker was utilized a few times. He's been getting us out of sticky situations. He's been making some good plays. I'm surprised to say that I think he's our best um wide receiver this year. Him and okay, tied between him and Matthews. Corey Davis is non-existent. He had one good pass at the end of the game, which was too late. Um, I I think I think that just comes down to him being um, injured for for most of the season and just not being able to develop freely with the team. Um, Adoree Jackson played quite well today, also. Um, last night, I mean, um, I don't think he made too many mistakes. We also have to remember he's a rookie still. Um. And again, down to I think everything is is pointing towards Terry Rabisky right now and Mike Malarkey. I think you can't blame the players when the communication, the the everything just seems to be going wrong there. What really bothers me is you've got you've got Dick LeBeau, who's you know he's he's an older man. He's doing some serious damage with that defense. That defense is top five in the league at the moment. I don't care what anyone says. It's really really sad to watch that defense put their hearts 
on the line every single game. There, they, how many sacks did they get last night? Eight, eight sacks, I think it was. Quote me if I'm wrong. Um, I mean, Austin Johnson, Arakbo, everyone played out of their skins, and the offense had nothing for them. And Diklabo was on the sideline. He's walking around. He's showing passion. He's showing, you know, he's got that anger on his face. And every time that fucking camera goes. <clears throat> to Terry Rabisky sitting up in the fucking nosebleeds or whatever he's he's not in the nosebleeds but he's sitting up somewhere <clears throat> excuse me and his head is stuck in his computer and he's acting like he's some sort of scientific computer wizard that's going you know calling all the big shots with no passion nothing in his face just as there's nothing you know he has nothing to offer this team um the the play is I can read sometimes quite well what's going to happen. It's, it's Oh, I'm rambling. I need to calm down. It was a shit game. We played absolutely awful. The offense, that is. The defense had a fantastic game. Um, I think uh, going back to our wide receivers, first of all, because I gave the statistics of um, Henry and Murray. Eric Decker had three receptions for 56 yards. Delaney Walker, the tight end, had five receptions for 42 yards. Corey Davis, three for 29. Richard Matthews, three for 19. And DeMarco Murray had also three um, receiving passes for 13 yards. Those are such small numbers. It's it's actually disgusting to look at. Um, the defense were fantastic. Uh, Cyprian was played out of his skin with one sack. Um, uh, Casey was fantastic. Woodyard was fantastic. Walden had a great game, which I was quite pleased to see. Um, Kevin Dodd made out of play though the things the times that he was on the pitch. That man shouldn't be the nef near a football field. Um, and yeah, as I said. I don't have much more to say on the game in general. Um, do we get anything now from our last three games? We've got the Rams, we've got the 49ers, and we've got the Jaguars. Do we get anything from them? Um, the Jaguars obviously beat the Seahawks last night quite well. Um, they looked impressive. Um, it's disgusting to see Blake Bortles actually being successful. Um, and the Jaguars fans kind of taking over Twitter and social media, and they're the most uh, ridiculous fans at times. They're just uh, rude, I guess would be the word to say. Um, and it's just, it's hard to watch them. They, they, they play good football at the moment, and we have the potential to be better than them, and we are just not managing that. And that is a massive, massive problem. Um, what do we get out of the last three games? Do we beat the Rams? Probably not. Um, obviously the Eagles beat the Rams last night. Um, with Carson Wentz possibly suffering a tore ACL, which is disgusting. I I feel for that guy. That guy is putting on one of the greatest season-long performances of a quarterback of all time. Um, certainly in the amount of years that I've been watching, he's just. I, his highlights have been just unbelievable the guy I, I just hope that he gets better soon because the league needs a quarterback like him um it's probably a season-ending injury so what happens to the eagles from here on i don't know um but back to the rams i think the rams beat us and i think they beat us well if we can't 
I mean, the defense will be able to shut down Goff. Um, they will be able to pull off certain plays, I'd imagine. But our offense against the Rams, I just can't see much happening. Um, we could beat the 49ers, um, but Garoppolo is doing quite well now since he's after starting there. And I'm hoping that it comes down to a, a you know a, a New Year's Eve uh, game against the Jaguars to um to send us into the playoffs. But it's not going. You know, I I have to be realistic here. It's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. We have we have a chance with wildcard. Um, but what what's the point of what's the point of talking about getting to playoffs and everything when we don't have the manpower to even win a game in the playoffs? Yeah, sure, it'll be good. We get there, we can celebrate reaching the playoffs, maybe we'll be talked about a bit more, but we're not going to be able to do anything there, and we should, we should. I was speaking to people last night, and I was saying, when will we be able to sit down and, and talk about, you know, progressing to a Super Bowl, you know? You look at the change in the Eagles last year to this year, and it's huge, and they can talk about possible, maybe no, not without Wentz now, but they could be talking about going to a Super Bowl this year. And um, when will we have that, you know, that, uh, uh, when will that spark fire up for us? It's hard to say. I'm just going to read out a few questions that I got on Twitter as well, if I can find some. Um, thanks for everyone. The interaction on Twitter last night was really cool. Obviously not in a good way in terms of what we were speaking about. Um, there was a lot of people giving out about Ben Jones not being able to snap the ball last night, which I thoroughly agree. His sh- um, uh, He has low snaps at the moment that are really strange um a lot of people were saying if we lose this i'm going to kick off a rampage i'm just going down to the questions now i apologize um yeah i was talking to michael again who i mentioned in the first podcast who always likes to have a bit of a conversation and challenge um us and yeah he was talking about how we got to trust his defense and everything and i get where he was coming from and i get where you were coming from michael um, talking about trusting the defence and the rest will kind of work itself out and telling us to deep deep breaths and you know um, I think you can only trust the defence for a certain amount of time I saw A to Z Nashville Sports were tweeting that you know the defence are falling apart now in the fourth quarter and everything but of course they are they've been on the field way too many times all night and they were fatigued and that's just... <coughs> I mean, that shouldn't be happening. The offense should be out there enough that we shouldn't have to worry about um, the defense having fatigue. Um, I think Mariota's broken fibula um, still hasn't recovered. And then the hamstring injury on top of all that. And he just, he looks like a broken man this year, psychologically, I mean. Um, He just doesn't have that charisma he had last year. I don't think I've seen him smile in weeks, months, perhaps, um, and it is, I mean, w- last night when he got that hit um, on the helmet, and his knee went as well, uh, his knee, Malarkey said his knee wasn't right for the whole game, that it's still, you know, he, he should have slided sooner, I thought, to get himself out of danger, he seems to be panicking in the pocket, the second the blocking breaks down, which the blocking has been terrible. The offensive line have been shocking. Um, and obviously Taylor Luan had a back problem. But I think he's going to be okay. I think it was just muscle spasms he was facing. Um, so he couldn't play on. 
but you look at you look at Marcus when he's in the pocket and the and the the the, the offensive line breaks down and the players are coming for Marcus instead of Marcus focusing for just a split more second to try and make a play he seems to be panicking and running and sliding and this is causing his injuries and 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 I mean I love Marcus Mariota and I love how he's gotten us a few rushing touchdowns and I will never bad mouth him so to speak but he has to relax more and I go back to not wanting to be a not wanting to be a, an armchair fan or an armchair coach so to speak um I have played sport and I do play sport and I know what it's like to you know be under pressure and and under that stress but he's paid big bucks he needs to he needs to just calm down inside in that pocket trust his offensive line they need to possibly uh next off season not be partying too much at preds games and possibly focusing on a you know more of a um a working friendship uh, and a working relationship in terms of what they're going to do next year because they need to both step up next year Marcus and the offensive line um I'm just looking through more of the comments on Twitter um what else was said Tom Vincent who was also quite active last night said that they're playing so far down of last year's efforts which is absolutely true that was towards the uh talking about the offensive line um in comparison to last year, they're just shocking this year. Um, what else do we have? Mike uh, Bob Slate was saying that he hopes Lewin is okay, which I agree. I hope to God he is. Um, I think a guy called Baba Yaga posted at one point, uh, who cares, we're eating them up. That possibly could have been a massive jinx. But I don't really believe in jinxes. It's all a load of shite. Um... And then, let's get into the juicy stuff. Um, yeah, so we talk about the miraculous fake punt, which um, Weems tried to get past uh, the downs line on. And uh, yeah, he. Yeah, what what can I say about this? Obviously, people even attacked me on Twitter because I went I went crazy because it was a fake punt, and I I think I said balls of steel. I love fake punts, mainly because when I was a kid playing Madden, I used fake punt in every single down I had. And it was just, just for fun, and I was excited to see that the Titans just did something out of the ordinary. We did a fake punt. Oh my god, incredible. However, it was the situation that the fake punt was utilised in is where I needed to kind of calm down and realise that that was such a stupid decision. We were on the 30-yard line. We were 7-0 up. And we had a tie on Blaine Gabbert, and uh, like we, we, I mean, I mean, sorry, we had our hands wrapped around Blaine Gabbert and the Cardinals. Next, Blaine Gabbert is shocking, really not a good quarterback. We were doing well. And then Malarkey makes this strange decision to fake punt, and we get it. We get the first down, and everything's cool. And then the Cardinals challenge it, and oh, it was just this strange. You know, th- it was just a strange decision because there was no definable spot in that position, in my opinion. It so it could have been a right decision. It could have been a wrong decision. I don't know. No one could argue it. Um, it wasn't as short as it was marked in that situation, as far as I'm, I remember. Um, but uh, it was it was strange, and it was. I I don't think Malarkey 
realizes sometimes that yeah he wanted to do that to you know he needed to you know make a statement you know but you don't take a fake punt in that position i just don't get it um and it was a uh, you know tom vincent again was saying he's the brains of a muppet um which yeah um i guess is correct on on hindsight after kind of rewatching the fake punt and you know how it was utilized it was a stupid call a stupid decision um because the cardinals weren't showing much signs of life at that moment and and to to make a fake punt at that point in time was just yeah very 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 silly um so that seems to be it i mean the rest is just a lot of giving out um a lot of people are saying that we're lucky to be um eight and five at this point um because sometimes we look like a four and eight team um or a five and eight team um and yeah it was just a hard game to watch and i'm sorry if i ramble on this podcast may seem like it's a rushed um affair i just kind of wanted to come on and get my thoughts out there and get your thoughts i'm really enjoying the 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 discussions that we're having at the moment on um on twitter and the likes um thank you very much for all the support um the first episode of the podcast got a lot of love and support and we appreciate that very much as i said sean will be back um at the end of the week um he's just busy at the moment and i had to get this off my chest um i had to discuss last night's game where do we go from here um yeah i don't know i really don't know i hope that we can get at least one or two wins out of our last three games. I think we can beat the Jaguars again. I really do. Um, No matter how good they're playing. I think on any given day we can beat the Jaguars. Because it's Blake Bortles at the end of the day. We still can't forget this is the Jaguars. Um, I think the LA Rams are going to put it really up to us. And the 49ers are going to put it up to us. We are going into the 49ers game with the bookmakers as underdogs. The 49ers, I, I, don't, I can't even tell you off the top of my head because I, it's really a team I have zero interest in. But I'm just trying to find what is their current... Um, okay, they beat the Texans last night, which I didn't realize. Um, their current statistics... Hmm, why can't I find this? I apologize. San Francisco 49ers... What are they? Are they like 5 and 8 or something? Why can't I find it? One second. So, the 49ers. Current record is 3 and 10. And we're going into it as underdogs. With the Irish bookmakers and the English bookmakers. Anyway, I'm not sure about it in in the States. But this is just... Whoa, that's incredible. That is absolutely incredible. At the end of the day, we have really really disappointed um i think everyone who tried to get up to the titans hype this year last night's performance needs to be forgotten about we need to progress now and put the brakes on uh, kind how do i say it we need to win games and we need to win them with class and we need to win them with strategic offensive playmaking not bollocks that Terry Rubisky is sending out to us. So I thank you very much for listening to me ramble for 25 minutes. 
I apologize that this is a quick podcast. I apologize that it's just me rambling, but I had to get this off my chest. The official episode three, which we will discuss more calmly and hopefully discuss um, a preview of the next game, um, will possibly be on Saturday the 16th. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to talking to Sean about that. Maybe he can give us some of his thoughts on the match last night. Although I'd rather not. And I'd rather forget about it now. And yeah, thank you very much for listening. And uh, yeah, tighten up.